morning good morning good morning good morning and welcome Whew, microphone flew out welcome to bible study live with matt i'm matt and today we're going to talk about the truth of humanity's fall many people blame satan for the fall of humanity others blame eve for taking a bite of the fruit but i want to share a perspective that maybe you haven't considered because i believe that the fall of humanity was caused by something and someone else. Hey, welcome to Bible Study Live with Matt. I am Matt. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm super excited to uh, to have you with me today. We're going to wrestle through some some fun in the scriptures. We are going to talk about the fall of humanity. Uh, as you know, we're in a new new season. If you're listening to the audio podcast and uh, Today, uh, the whole goal of this new season is to get great information out and to do it in a little more compact amount of time. So I purposely did it this way because I have a conference call to jump on in 21 minutes. So uh, we're going to get started talking about the real fall of mankind. And today we're going to be visiting uh, some scripture passages in Genesis chapter 3. Yeah, we're working our way through the B-I-B-L-E and we're in Genesis chapter three, my friends. So if you got your Bible, feel free to open it. Now, the whole purpose of Bible study live is to create some conversation without condemnation. We aren't always going to agree, but we're not going to fight about it. So if you don't like what I say, that's cool. It's your prerogative. As Bobby Brown would say, um, you're free to disagree. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you disagree, I would sure love it. If you would, uh, share some comments and explain like, you know, your thoughts, your reasoning, things like that. Uh, I, I may not be able to see you commenting while I'm live, but, uh, if you leave a comment, I will always go back and answer it. So without further ado, wow, this boom for my mic has just been bouncing all over the place. So without further ado, I'm going to, uh, going to share my screen and, uh, we're going to get into the word today. I'm reading Genesis chapter three from the new living translation. Let's get started. It says the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat from the fruit from the trees of the garden the woman replied it's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden we're not allowed to eat god said you must not eat it or touch it if you do you will die let's stop right here so satan starts of course you know we've talked about this before he starts by like twisting it all together this is a true god said you can't eat anything out of this garden eh, right starting with a little little deception testing the deception waters and what does eve say her response is, oh, we can eat from the trees. We just can't eat from the one in the middle. That's not true either. The, the tree, the knowledge of good and evil is in the middle. And many scholars believe, right? Nobody's got a picture of the place. Uh, but also the tree of life was there. So anyway, so right here, we're, we're seeing right out of the gate, there's misinformation. Now, here's the deal. We don't know if, uh, if Adam miscommunicated it to Eve. We don't know if Eve just uh, didn't pay attention. We don't know if she was just saying it to the serpent because, you know, because whatever, she didn't care what he thought. But either way, we know that it's not correct, okay? Also, the problem here is we see Eve saying, uh, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. We don't know if Adam said that to Eve. Maybe he misrepresented it to Eve because he wanted her to stay so far from the tree that a mistake couldn't be made, which is sad because if that's the case, it would mean he didn't trust the perfect companion God created for him. Uh, or we don't know if Eve just added the don't touch it because maybe she didn't know the serpent was evil. So 
Maybe she was just trying to warn him, don't even go near it. We don't know, right? Everything's speculation, but what we know is that this is not what God said. Uh, Serpent says, you won't die. The serpent replied to the woman, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you'll be like God, knowing both good and evil. Pause. The translation doesn't quite do this justice, but the reality is this. They already knew good from evil. They knew good from bad because God said, eat this, don't eat that. They knew eating from this tree is good, this tree is bad. So they already knew the basics of it. Um, scholars say that what to do to do more justice, the original um, wording is more along the lines of you're going to understand the consequences of good and evil if you eat from this tree. You're going to be able to see, not just know what's good or bad to do, but you're going to understand the full consequence that results from good and evil. Uh, so just a little, little, little deeper, um, a little deeper, I guess, uh, look at that, right. To understand that, like that, it's basically, you know, we're, we're saying the, the scriptures are saying, and what the serpent was deceiving Eve, like, oh yeah, you're going to be like God. Well, the man and woman were created in God's image. The scriptures already say that. So really it's not about knowing good and evil, but it's about seeing the consequence behind it. Verse six, the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So now notice this. She wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she felt like whatever God had already given her was not enough. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were open and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. They sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. Okay, so here's the deal. God told the truth. They ate from the knowledge of, tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and, and immediately they knew the consequences of it. Their innocence died in that moment, okay? Their innocence died in that moment. But I want to share something because we can look at this narrative and we can go, well, Satan did it. But Satan didn't pick the fruit and he didn't shove it in their mouths. We could say Eve did it. <sighs> Maybe. Maybe we could, maybe we could blame shift that. But interestingly enough, Adam tries to blame shift that, you know, with God, when God's like, Hey, what, you know, what's the deal? And he's like, Oh, the woman you gave me did it. Adam blames Eve. Adam basically blames God. Cause he's like the woman you gave me. He didn't say my woman, my wife, Eve. He said the woman you gave me. So Adam is actually blaming God. If you look at it, but here's the truth. Who did God tell? Who did God tell not to eat the fruit? Who, who, did, who, who did God communicate that to? Who did God have that conversation with? When he created the garden, who did he have the conversation with? I'm glad you asked. I'll tell you. Uh, Genesis 2, verse 15. The Lord placed the man in the garden to tend and watch over it, but the Lord God warned him. So God had this conversation with one person. Adam, he said, you may freely eat of the, uh, uh, of the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. And then God created someone for Adam to be with. So God knew Adam by himself was going to make, well, that it wasn't going to be good. That's what God knew. So God creates his perfect companion, but God communicated with Adam. You don't eat from this, so you surely die. So Eve's knowledge of the tree 
what we can glean just from what's written down, it's fair to assume that her knowledge of what should and should not have been done came from Adam. So Adam is the only one God communicated directly with. Now we see the serpent come in and attempt to deceive Eve. Now, we don't know the conversation that Adam had with Eve because the scriptures do not tell us. But we run with the assumption that he told her the right info, right? But we don't know that. But here's what we do know. While the serpent is telling Eve this, Adam did nothing. So Satan didn't cause the fall. He, he, he influenced it. But a choice was made by Eve to take of the fruit. And the choice was made by Eve to engage in the conversation. That was false. But we can't dump the blame on her if we don't know if Adam communicated the message from God directly the same. But here's what we know to be a fact. Adam was right there in the garden with Eve. Adam knew exactly what God said to him. And Adam watched the serpent lie to Eve. Adam watched the serpent lie to Eve. And what did Adam do about it? Nothing. See, the fall of humanity wasn't because a serpent started talking, which, by the way, should have been a red flag. We don't see anything about other animals talking. We see another example in the Bible of a donkey doing it. But we don't see these other animals in the beginning of the story talking. We, we don't. What we see is a serpent doing it. Now, that seems weird to me. Maybe it doesn't to you. Whatever. Maybe God had all the animals talking. This is just the only one recorded. We don't know. But here's what we do know from the text the serpent says something to Eve that is, that, that is calling God a liar. And Adam stood by and watched and said nothing and did nothing. So Satan didn't cause Adam. He didn't force. He didn't cause Adam and Eve to eat from the fruit. So we can't. He's the deceiver. His, his mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what he does. So Satan was doing what Satan does. He was attempting to influence. But every time Satan comes to try and influence, there's a way out. Paul says later in the scriptures, look, there's no sin that is too big that you can't overcome it. God will always give you a way out. And God gave Adam a way out by telling him exactly what not to do. And we literally read about it yesterday or day before yesterday. Genesis 2, we read about it. God gave Adam a way out. Look, you can have all this stuff. Just don't, don't, eat, don't eat from this one because you'll die. And, and God told the truth. What happened when they ate from it? Their innocence died. The plan was set in motion that they could not live eternally because they would live eternally with the consequence of sin. So, so death came on the scene because of a choice, not because of Satan. Satan, does he, he's horrible. He's the evil influencer. But he, was, he didn't force them to eat. Not because of Eve. Because Eve, we don't know for sure if she got the right info told to her by Adam, to be fair. Like in its entirety. But what we know to be factually, biblically accurate is that God spoke directly to Adam and told him what to and not to do. What we know to be factually and biblically accurate is that Adam was in that garden with Eve when the serpent was talking to her. And what we know to be factually and biblically accurate is while the serpent called God a liar, Adam did nothing. While Eve took the fruit, Adam said nothing, did nothing to stop it. And when Eve handed it to him, because she saw that it looked good, Okay, when she ate it, her husband watched her 
go against God and didn't save his wife. He didn't step up. He didn't lay his life down for his life. He didn't step in between her and the serpent and go to battle to protect her and to protect the life that God gave them. He did nothing. Instead, when she was like, you know, it looks good though here. Let's have some. Adam, knowing what God told him, he took the fruit too. He was with her, it says. She gave some to her husband who was with her, meaning he was there when Satan came to deceive. He did nothing, said nothing, and then willingly participated in going against God. And that, my friends, is the best summary of what is happening in our world today. See, Satan has not gone away. He's still influencing you and I right now. That ad that pops up, that, that causes your eye to wander away from your spouse. The, the, the little thoughts in your head of what could have been in the past, the little moments, the glances, right? The sexual sin, the, uh, the opportunities to deceive and cheat somebody to get ahead financially in this world. The person who cuts you off in traffic and that you just get angry with and you want to get out and stomp a mud hole in them, right? The anger, the aggression, the sexual frustrations, the addictions we have, all of them began not because Satan forced it and not because Eve ate from the fruit, but because Adam, who God spoke directly to, said nothing and did nothing. And here we are in a world today where men are being told that being a man is toxic. Being told that if you speak up and you you protect what matters and you fight for what's good in this world, that you're toxic, that your toxic masculinity is oppressing everyone. No, it isn't. Sin oppresses everyone. Being apart from God is oppression. Living a life where you are held hostage by an addiction, held hostage by emotional thoughts that tell you that you aren't good enough the way that God created you, being, <clears throat> being held hostage by a life apart from God, that's oppressive. But here's the beautiful thing. Did you know Satan can't keep you from God? The scripture tells us nothing can take us from God's hand. Nothing. If you want to be in the presence of the Lord, if you want to walk with God, the beautiful thing is you can. All you have to do is choose to. <clears throat> <clears throat> Flu's gone, but the cough isn't. But we're going to fight through it. Here's the deal. You can fight through anything. There is no temptation that is too hard for you to get through. God will always give you a way out, but here's the reality. Just because there is a way out does not mean it will be easy. And while it may not be too hard for you to get through, there's nothing in the scriptures that says it won't be hard. Look, friends, anything worth having is worth fighting for. Now, this is not me saying in any way, shape, or form that Christians are supposed to get up, get violent, get loud, get rowdy, get your guns out. That's stupid. All right? Using physical force to defend yourself and your family should be a very last resort. Uh, being insulting. Nobody ever, I've never met a person that said my life was changed. I decided to follow Jesus because God with the megaphone yelled at me and told me I was going to hell. I'm not calling for that. I think it's garbage too. I think that men need to set a radically different example today 
in a couple of ways. So I'm going to tell you what those ways are based on what we just read in Genesis 3. Number one, men, you've got to know God's word. You've got to know God's word. Hold on, I'm going to mute this because i got to cough. Men, you've got to know God's word. The only way to know God's word is to spend time with God. Read your Bible and pray. Number one, Adam did know God's word and we need to know it as well. But number two, you need to trust that God's word is true, men. See, because Adam went along with Eve, because Adam took from the fruit, because Adam stood silent, you have to wonder, did Adam just not trust what God told him? You look at the world today, number one, men, you need to know the Bible. We all need to know the Bible. But I'm, I'm going to call out men because I am one. And because I believe that the fall of humanity isn't because of Satan or Eve. Satan is evil. We know that. And Eve was given her information by Adam. And Adam was with her in the garden. Adam was with her when Satan lied to her, said nothing, did nothing. Adam was with her when she took from the fruit and he said nothing and did nothing. And then he decided to participate with her and allow her influence and Satan's influence to make him make a choice. It didn't make him. He decided to make a choice based on the influence of those around him versus what he knew to be true from God. So how do we fix this? Number one, men, know your Bible. Know God's word. Okay, Know God's word. Spend time in the scriptures and in prayer. Number two, when the things and the people around you are going against God's word and trying to encourage you to go against God's word, do not stand silent. Now, notice I did not say get violent. I said, don't stand silent. Somebody says, well, that's not true. God says this, and they misquote the scripture. Say, well, actually, you know what? Let me just share with you that text in context and explain what that really does mean, because that's not what God says. That's not who God is. It's not consistent with his character. Step up, speak up. That's your God. That's the God of the universe who loves you and saves you. Don't stand silent like Adam did in the garden. When somebody invites you into something that you know breaks your relationship with God, step up and say no. When the serpent deceived Eve, Adam should have said, that is not what God said. He spoke directly to me, and he did not say, if you touch it, you'll surely die. And what you're saying, serpent, is not true. What God says is true. You are a deceiver. Get out. That's what Adam should have done. Same should be done today when we see things. People telling our children that they can just hack off parts of their body and they'll become a new person. No, they won't. They'll become a hurt, a more hurt and painful person. Look at the statistics on suicide rates for trans individuals. It is heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking that someone struggles with their identity, but everyone has gone through different types of identity struggles. It's, it's got to be the, a nightmare for someone to, to have those kind of feelings. Mutilating their body isn't going to fix them. And, and all the statistics prove that. Suicide rates are higher. Depression rates are higher. It is sad and heartbreaking. Like sheep without a shepherd. We should have compassion on people that are feeling like that. Those that are leading them astray, men, you need to speak up. Everyone should speak up. But again, I'm calling out men because you know what? Heard a quote this morning. Uh, good times make weak men. And America has been living in good times for decades. That explains a lot when you look at the weak men in America today. And I don't mean lack of violence, because violence doesn't make you strong. 
speaking up when you need to, loving people that need loving, showing compassion, and leading your family in that way. Leading your family in the truth of God's word. That's what real men do. In Genesis 3, we see the fall of humanity, not because of the serpent and not because of Eve's action. We see the fall of humanity because Adam knew God's word and went against it anyway. If you are a man, it is time for you to step up and become the man God created you to be. Get in his word. Spend time in prayer. Open your ears and your heart and then learn to open your mouth and stand up to be the man you were created to be. Why has this world fallen? Because men stood silent and then found it easier to go with the crowd than to stand firm with the Lord. You're created to be better than that. So be better. Thanks for tuning in. Love you guys. See you tomorrow. Oh, wow.